0: Happer and Shaper. It says I take no joy in life. I can see that.
1: Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What? Why are you yelling at me?
2: Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On
1: 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's awake smart. <laughs> this is Happer and Shaper. hour on a Friday, which means it's the fastest hour in sports radio, which is brought to you by Allo. Allo's internet is backed by a 100% fiber optic network, providing more speed, more reliability, and more of the local support and service you love. Their standard speed is 500 meg. That's upload and download speed. Does your provider give you the same upload speeds? I don't think so. Allo. Give them a call. 402- 480-6550. 480-6550. Chat with them online at alofiber.com. You need it in your life. And they bring you the fastest hour in sports radio, which will be a liv- little different today. A liver different? A liver different. A liver different because it does not... Yeah, was That, that wasn't quite as bad as 4 o'clock, was it? A liver different? I've had a couple this week where it's like, I,
2: I don't even know if I should be on live radio. The, wh-
1: the one day where, so I was here all night because we were installing the new board, and I went back home and I slept for like two hours, and then I came back to work again. I said it was the four o'clock hour. Yep, I remember that. I didn't even notice it until about f- ten seconds later. My brain was on a permanent delay. It was great. Uh, no, I don't I don't think a liver different is as bad as four o'clock. Thank you.
2: It is. It's not great. Wasn't there another one you had with Tab where he was just like destroying you for it? Probably. There have been multiple.
1: I mean, I had Paul Bunyan's ass. <laughs> yeah, but we've just we've just accepted that one. Yeah, that wasn't a mistake. I mean, that was a mistake at first, but I don't. Now know it's not. Yeah, now that's <laughs> the that should be the trophy's name. I
0: don't
2: know what. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is. <laughs> Could you imagine? And the new winner but of the just- Paul Bunyan's ass. <laughs> You're just in this impassionate speech about who's going to win that game, and they're
1: going to take home the Paul Bunyan's ass. We need the ass. <laughs> it's just a big
0: butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, is it? Isn't it? Uh, isn't there a Paul Bunyan trophy? There's a Paul, so there's Bunyan, a Paul Bunyan, Bunyan trophy, trophy yep. and, and then, then there's a Paul axe. Bunyan's axe trophy. So well, the
2: Paul Bunyan trophy is Michigan, Michigan State. Why don't we just take the, 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 the axe? Is Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota.
1: Yes. Why don't we just take? Paul Bunyan from the Paul Bunyan Trophy and take his ass and <laughs> give just, it to Wisconsin and Minnesota. I think that's great. I think it's better than an ax, that's for sure. What have you found out about kickers on the Colts kicking camp? So
2: I was I was trying to go through and find some fantasy kickers that, that people would know, but the problem is that I can only get back to 2016, and a lot of kickers in the NFL, there, there's some turnover, but if you think about it, you're talking about the 2016, 2017, 2018. A lot of these guys haven't left yet, and so I I can't find enough names. However, looking at it right now in 2017, Noah Ruggles was a five-star kicker. Oh man! And uh, it's did that, like that ever was, play out? That seems like that's deserved. Uh, I
1: but, do you remember is Charlie Kubander that the kicker at Northwestern? Northwestern? He was number three that year. Remember, I guessed his or I got his name right, and you were amazed by it this year. Probably. You were like, name, nor- name, name two players on Northwestern. And I said, Charlie Kubander. And you were like, wow.
2: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was cool. That, that, that sounds like me. <laughs> um, And then I, I found that Tyler Bass, who is one of the better kickers in the NFL right now, he's with Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, was a three-star in 2016.
1: Wow. You missed on that one. So, And then there's a lot of names that have been. So they never... don't have, like, Mason Crosby on there? So, like... Justin Tucker it's funny that there's like half of the kickers in the NFL well, so they, have been around for a long time and the Justin other Tucker half would have been
2: like 2011 right a long time yeah. ago. yeah
1: like half the kickers have been in the NFL for a long time and half of the uh, half of the other half of like been hired by their teams this week that's pretty much how it goes Whoa. the kicker
2: for Auburn who is an All-American, was the number one kicker in 2017. I don't know if his brother is Daniel Carlson, but this is Anders Carlson. They both ended up at Auburn. Uh, He's 6'5", 220 pounds. Oh, yes. That is
1: a large kicker. Unit kicker. So
2: he's the number one player in the 2017 class. Rico has a thought. Or number kicker, I should say.
1: That man 100% tried to play a different position, realized he was not as athletic as he thought he was. And found that he was good at kicking. I like a big physical kicker. I am
2: like kind of obsessed to see how these former top kickers ended up doing. What is a
1: normal size for a kicker? I guess because you know just five ten one eighty.
2: Uh, it just seems like anything under six foot and two hundred pounds. So you just have
3: to be under six
1: foot and under two hundred pounds. That's how
2: I view it. I don't know that that's what it would be. So
1: then, if you're over six foot, it's like, like it's like me. But like a, pounds six, ago, a six five kicker is very like. You don't see that. No. There's a there's an element of um, intimidation there, though. Is there? Yeah, he's the biggest guy in the specialist room. I think this guy's going kick well, it 65 yards. Well, Caleb was a bigger guy. He was really big, yeah. He actually looked like a, a real football player for sure.
2: So he had a leg on him sometimes. The number one kicker in 2016 ended up at Missouri. He had 84 attempts in his career. How many do you think that he made?
3: 84 in his career,
2: 71, yeah. 67. Rico's closer He's only 61.
1: Mm, bust. But 70 percent is actually pretty good. I'm for not college sure if I trust these Coles people on ranking the kickers.
2: This is I'm I'm you need to gotta, he, yeah, I'm need closing to the tab. <laughs> I got wasn't Barrett stuff. Pickering a uh, like a he's like a five a star? Five. I, was, yeah, a, I it was a four star. Okay, five star. Okay. Mm-hmm. He started off slow, then he got better. Then he got hurt. He was great in 2018, yeah, and then he was doing the kickering. Something happened after his hole in one, and he was never the same after that. Didn't he get hurt for a little bit in there? Well,
1: he got in, he got injured, some type of celebrating injury. a golf shot, mm, holes in ones. Yeah, I, I don't know that it was the golf shot, but he got hurt. So we're
3: gonna play
0: in the golf shot.
1: That's what I always heard. I don't know if it's true. He, but that was three years ago, so I feel like I could say it. Hmm. May not be true. I don't know. Well, Maybe you fell down. Health? <laughs> do you get hurt if you're a kicker? You fall down, those, or you do a golf shot.
2: One of those bizarre things where I was told in in 2019 that he would not be back that year. He comes back in the middle of the season, yeah, and is clearly not healthy. Correct. And also, your kickoff guy. In addition to doing the, to attempting on some of the field goals, and I just remember thinking, like, what. Was the decision here that it's like we have to get him
1: back that we... Well, the decision was we didn't want the Lead Belly guy to be the field Well, they didn't even... Through.
2: The Lead Belly guy, oh, Matt, yeah, Matt Waldoch was wasn't even there yet. <laughs> the lead Belly guy. Yeah, we, we should at least call him by his name. <laughs> Who... I, he I was sneak a that in, I sneak that in on Twitter, like every third game you or do. whatever. It's good, and he always retweets it and quote tweets it and favorites <laughs> it, and I love it so much. So Matt Waldock, if you're listening, yeah. I appreciate it. We love Matt Waldock. I thank you for continuing to allow me to do one of my favorite bits.
1: He was supposed to be the guy to to be there to like smash it through the end zone because he just he could kick it really yep. far. Yep. And then there and then he actually ended up kicking an extra point eventually. Okay.
2: So we're we're in this. I don't know we're, what you, you what have planned. I I have
1: something here.
2: Okay. If I were to ask you to name all the people that attempted a field goal in 2019, how many could you get?
1: All right, let's do it. I can't resist. <laughs> this is why we're the fastest hour in Sports Talk on Fridays. I may be able I'm going to try and do it in order. Okay, give me a second. I want to make sure that I have this.
2: My internet is working, so that's that's great. Awesome news. We're we're flying around at the speed of what you would expect when Allo is sponsoring the fastest hour of, of sports talk. Isaac Armstrong. He definitely attempted one in twenty
1: nineteen, but he wasn't the first. Oh, Dylan Jorgensen. There you go. I wouldn't have got I wouldn't have got there. Thank you. That's a good reminder. Dylan Jorgensen, Isaac Armstrong, because he, he was the one who missed the Long field goal Colorado in overtime. Yep. Um, and then they either just went away from him. I think they just went away from him. And that's where they landed on Lane McCallum. All right. You got three. Um, and then it was like, yeah, that probably is not going to be a long-term sustainable option. Um, so back to Barrett Pickering. Who was hurt?
2: Nebraska was better in this season than they have been in 2021, Jeez. by the way. wow. Just want to throw that out. In case that's you were trying imagine. to think, it's Friday, I don't want to feel bad about anything, Nebraska kicked better in a year in which they used significantly more kickers than they have in that's 2021.
1: That's amazing. I would not have guessed that. No, um, I'll give you the
2: numbers when we're done. Th-
1: so this would be the fifth guy, and I guess it would be Waldock, and that's it, right? There's a sixth guy. <sighs> Is there a hint to be had?
2: Uh, he has the same name as somebody that works in this station. Jake. No. Rico. Nope. Mike. Nope. Mark. He is from Steve. Uh, Lincoln Lutheran. Well, that doesn't help at all. He's six foot two, one hundred and sixty-five pounds. Mm-mm. His name is Harrison Martin. He was one for one.
1: Harrison. Yep, wouldn't have got there.
2: And he had that one kick in the blowout win against Maryland. Way to go, Harrison. So, not only did Harry. he make the travel roster, he buried the kick.
1: They were 12 of 20 that year. I remember that game because um, Simba said, if Connor gets them all, I'm drinking at brunch. I got five out of six. That's worth, like, at least a mimosa. And you
2: got it. You did it. In, you didn't do it in order until I told you that you yes. were out of order. But you did get the name by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, do you? do you want all their stats?
1: No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> she you want him. Is, no, I don't. You I don't want, want him. It. We have to go to the Colin Fine. Cowherd show from yesterday. Fine. Because Joel Klatt was there, and they decided at the end of their college football segment they were going to have takes about Nebraska. Oh. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com.
0: It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. $5,000.
1: uh, a little take So, so I want to cut this into two parts. We'll discuss the first part, which is something that you've heard before. The second part is maybe an emerging narrative um, that seems to have been started by the coaching staff recently.
0: One more topic. We're late here, but I think this is valuable. Is that uh, I have this kind of worldview on college football programs? You're either a six-year rebuild or a three-year. Mm. Okay, so. Even, even Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe his first year, and Utah his second. So the, the, the USC right now, if a good coach goes in, that's three years. Correct. Uh, Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, now, Oklahoma, Bob Stoops won a natty his second year. Second year. But there's about eight to ten of them. You probably can do it in two, but those are three-year rebuilds. Yep. And then there's what I would call six-year rebuilds. Like Chip Kelly, UCLA Stadium's not on campus. They're the second biggest college football brand in their city. I think Nebraska is a six-year rebuild, not a three-year. So everybody wants Scott Frost out. And my takeaway was no, Nebraska finally got it right because he's in year four. And people go, well, they're not winning. Well, it's a six-year rebuild. And I believe if you watch Nebraska play this year, games are getting closer. Way closer. First of all, Colin Cowherd
1: is one of the best at, at this job. He just makes up arbitrary stuff. It's like it, so. So by his made-up arbitrary rule, they did the right thing, keeping Scott Frost. I would. Nobody I, has ever said that it's either a three-year rebuild or a six-year rebuild. That doesn't make any sense. I really don't like Colin Coward. <laughs> he's very good at this. Oh, I think yeah. he's tremendous yeah.
2: at creating content that you will discuss uh-huh. that didn't otherwise exist. Yep. I think that he is out of his mind on a lot of his opinions.
1: Anyway,
3: here's Clatt. So fact, I was for bringing this guy back. I thought it was a great decision. And remember, their new athletic director is Trev Albers, That's right. Who's, who's a Nebraska legend. Now, they didn't actually cross paths and play together, but each of them are, are legends in their own right in the Nebraska community. Nebraska absolutely got this right, keeping Scott Frost. They are light years better than what they were two and three years no ago. No question. They've played four teams in the CFP's top eight. Four. And... The first three of them, they lost by a total of 13, and then they were only down by six to Ohio State before Ohio State kicked that late field goal. They are way better. And by the way, all you have to do, talk to the other coaches in the conference. Ryan Day, in our conversations with him last week, he was like, man. So
1: this this is important here. Listen to this, because they were in those meetings last week.
3: I haven't been this nervous for a game in a long time. This is going to be, and he said, and I quote, one of, if not the best team we've faced this year. They've faced Oregon. They've faced Penn State. He was very complimentary of what Nebraska was doing, in particular on defense. And I think that they did the right thing with Scott. Now, he made an adjustment to his contract in order to make some more room for assistance that he's now going to hire after making Harbaugh adjustments on his a offensive staff. He Harbaugh did a similar thing. He did. So
0: So, you know, you guys, all you fans out there, uh, you all want to fire the coaches. You got to cut, like, OBJ, what are you? What are you? There's about... Eight programs in the country, maybe 10, you're a three-year rebuild. and, and then, a- Okay,
1: there's one more piece of this that I need you to hear, but your thoughts on that. I don't accept the six-year thing,
2: I don't so either. we'll start with that. And I do acknowledge that they have played a very difficult schedule, but I think just looking at the final score in those tends to let off individual decisions in those games that get made that – are continually made that tend to hurt or show me that Scott Frost still has a long way to go to get to the level of a Ryan Day whose opinion does really matter in mm-hmm. the voice of college football because he's regarded as a good coach that wins, that finds way to win games.
1: Yeah, I mean, this has been my thing the whole time. Like, I, I think we could absolutely say both of these things at the same time. They can be – I think they are physically in a better place than they were a couple of years ago. I think Nebraska is um, – they've at least recruited well on both sides of the ball. And then I think they've developed those guys not necessarily into, you know, the, the right players for the scheme, but certainly how you want to see a guy progress physically – throughout their four like you know they they look like a Big Ten team Mm -hmm. now defensively they play really hard they have that whole scheme thing down like all that stuff is good um you're right Schaefer there's some stuff that happens during games and during practices or just the management part of it that really has I think has been a major reason of what has led us to the conversation that we're currently
2: having yeah and and I think the big thing here is it's a sort of unique situation in which they were able to bring back a bunch of veteran defenders to beef up a defense that has played well in these games that has allowed Nebraska to hang when their offense has continually stubbed toes or their Mm -hmm. special teams doesn't show up or is detrimental.
1: Yeah, so I mean... On one hand, and they can even says that there's there's progress in a lot of areas. Yeah. I, I don't want that part to be lost. There is progress in a lot of areas. There's also not progress yeah. in a lot of areas. That's what and makes it. Everyone wants to confusing. go
2: like from the outside. They want to go to those games against these teams. And you and I and other people that are here and have watched it for four years. Right. We're going to Illinois,
1: Minnesota, Purdue. Look, like, it's the nice the that you're here.
2: hanging. Great.
1: Go beat these other teams. So, I mean, a lot of times what happens, especially after a game like there was on Saturday, people will come up to you and they'll be like, you know, and maybe you're on one side of the argument, the other person's on the other side, you know, it's keep Frost or don't keep Frost, whatever it is. And the the keep Frost guy will be like, look, bottom line, is there progress or is there not? And you have to answer yes. Like, you know, there is because there 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 is yeah. progress happening but i don't think it it it's not fair for that conversation to be that black and white I,
2: I also think like you have to acknowledge that there's progress on one side of the ball while the other has significantly gotten worse mm-hmm. like you you don't get to get it both ways like the defense improving and the offense getting worse yes the overall product is better because the defense has improved at a rate the offense has gotten you know Like the defense is far improved to where the offense is slightly worse, but it's just the end result isn't wins, and you still do things in games that are inexplicably bad, constantly. Constantly, you you don't just get
1: to let that off. Here's the last part of this, that um, it came up a little bit in the broadcast on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to know what goes into these things. So Joe Clatt and and Gus Johnson and their production team before a game, they will have one-on-one meetings with the quarterback, with the coach, and that's where the whole broken jaw thing came out. You know, Clatt and Gus were letting it go for whatever reason on Saturday. Here's another thing that was mentioned, and it was once again brought up by Clyde yesterday on the, on the Coward Show. And
3: the rest of you are six years or, in Nebraska. Or more. Some are six or more. And and think about this. Now Nebraska doesn't have a, a genuine tie to Texas. In 2010-11, right. the last time they were really competing on the top end of their conference, they had 20 players from Texas. Now they have seven. Why? Because they're the if you're in conference. They're in conference. You could say the wrong comment.
1: I do not know why this. that came up. I hate it so much. But it obviously was talked about in a meeting last week. I don't... I, I mean, that has been a talking point, but for that to get wound back right now when you've obviously not been recruiting Texas <laughs> over the last four years being the head coach here, I, I would be very interested to hear exactly where that came from and, and the context in which it came from because it's now out there. I just I don't understand the fascination
2: that people have with Texas, and it's almost like if Texas is this holy trinity that's needed to be successful, right. why are the programs in Texas constantly changing their own coaches all the damn time? Why is a program like Texas the... Beacon, look like, a Texas offer in Texas means more than a Nebraska offer in Nebraska means, and that's in a state in which there's 19 other D1 schools. They aren't having a ton of success, and yet for some reason, it's just this concept that Nebraska can't
1: win without, without Texas, Texas players. Yeah,
2: it doesn't make any sense. It's just a made-up talking point.
1: I, I, I'm not against the idea that they're in the wrong conference. Just Philosophically geographically like I I, I think you know we we discussed a lot of that last summer and I think a lot of it's valid and true but from a recruiting standpoint I mean (laughs) you can still recruit Texas it's still available. It's still open. If you think the problem is that Nebraska doesn't have enough Texas players, which I don't know why you would come to that conclusion, but if you think that's really the issue that Nebraska needs to go solve, then dedicate more resources and decide that you're going to recruit Texas or get some people with some ties to Texas. It's not that hard. And yeah, the fact that Nebraska doesn't play all these Texas schools anymore like removes them from the picture a little bit. But we know how recruiting works. A lot of times that could be a positive thing for kids wanting to get out of the state and get out of the scene a little bit. That matters. That works. So I'm baffled by it. it you know it, how many players it came on a-
2: Michigan State's roster are from Texas? Four. When The last time they went to the college football playoff? Three.
1: Like what, like, what are we
0: doing? Yeah, people like why do Why is it, this uh, Well, I
1: think people do it because, you know, I guess when Nebraska was good, they had players from Texas. But, w- I mean, we understand that the landscape is different, right? Yeah, I, but also, they were good in 2013 and 2014 playing in the Big Ten. I, I never get this thing. Like, we make these... And, and you would probably be able to speak to this the most out of anybody, but we make these broad... Statements about recruiting and where Nebraska needs to be in recruiting. We need to hit Florida. We need to hit California. We need to hit Texas. We need to be good in New Jersey. We need to be good. You know, we need to lock down the state's borders. We need to win everything in the 500 mile radius. We need to get the best player from Missouri and Colorado and Kansas and Iowa every single year. Like, a lot of people have these manifestos for how Nebraska needs to recruit. And as far as the geographical part of it is concerned, outside of being good in the 500-mile radius and, like, regionally winning, why does Nebraska have to be in any specific place? That connects them to winning like I that fails to
2: connect. Do you know what the equivalent to that is? It's when Sam McEwen refers to Nebraska as a pick a play offense. It's like you're just throwing something out there because it could in theory work and you're not building towards anything. So why wouldn't Texas be the spot where Nebraska sets up shop? Or California? I don't get or it. Or Georgia? Or Florida?
1: Or they got to get back to New Jersey? so th- Or they got to gotta go to the Ohio Rust Belt? This is the problem. And this is not just a guy. Like, Dakota says this on the text line. Clearly the Big Ten footprint is in, in Georgia and Florida. That's just a dumb statement by Klatt. That's all. Here's the deal, Dakota. That didn't come from Klatt. The words came from Klatt right there. But that came up in meetings last week before... Gus and Klatt did the Ohio State game because they talked about it during the broadcast. And while they were talking about it during the broadcast, they mentioned it as if it came up in meetings, which
2: doesn't make any sense. So because, that comes from
1: the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand that because Nebraska has invested time and resources into Texas with this staff specifically. And here's how I know: Greg Austin recruits Houston, Travis Fisher and Ryan Held recruited Dallas. They really worked hard in Dallas, specifically the year that they brought in Maurice Washington and attempted to bring in more players from that area. They had coaches in Austin a lot of the times. Like they, you know, their focus was on those cities. Their quarterback commit is from San Antonio. Like they haven't ignored the state of Texas. Right. They put actual time in the state of Texas. It's just not the biggest draw that they have. And that's okay. And the other thing that people don't understand, Florida isn't the biggest draw that they have anymore. Or Georgia. They're getting supplemental players. They are really trying to build this roster in Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, Colorado, South Dakota, Illinois, and a little Wisconsin, Minnesota. They, they are trying to build in the Big Ten area. And they are trying to supplement with these other spots where maybe you can go get some guys who put up numbers that you're not able to find in some of these other
1: ones. It's a possible thought on the text line. A couple people sent this in. Like, what if it's coming from Trev in their in their Sunday? Meet? I, I don't know where the thought originally comes from. I, but I don't like. So but I don't. I don't connect it to winning. They're
2: going to go get an offensive coordinator that's connected to Texas. Like that's the plan. I, it doesn't make sense to me. If you
1: buy if you buy the Trev theory, then yeah. yeah
2: but that doesn't. I, I don't know that that makes a ton of sense. I don't know that it makes it
1: obviously. And Troy better. Walters was a coach it, it in makes Texas A and M. It makes sense you can go get coaches from wherever. I don't. Right. I, I wouldn't mind an offensive coordinator from Texas, like whatever. But it doesn't inherently connect Nebraska to winning, right? <laughs> like, well, and and on top of that, like
2: if if the idea is okay, we're going to go get these people from Texas and then make Texas where we want to recruit more. That doesn't make sense either because they're not lining the chessboard up that way. It's weird.
1: It was a weird thing. It came out on both the broadcast and yeah. on that. Uh, I Just keep an eye on that. If it comes up again, we'll know exactly where it came from. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We're a little late. Baz is up next on Happer and Schaefer. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter. at Connor Happer. at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer.